are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Pull up a little bit. Uh, you say no crazy pens? Well, yeah, these, well, these are kind of crazy. These are the ones like American Eagles. Yeah, you look at these, look, they're backwards. They call, they call this the distressed look and they mark it up, right? Yeah, you see, they're backwards, right? <laughs> I take my comment back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's awesome. the theme of the discussion, the backwards. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we raise a lot of money and things started going backwards. How are you guys? I know you rushed up to say hi to Surge. Or how are you guys trying to figure out how to move to CI right now at, at continuous yes, integration? At, that's right. Yeah. 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 What's the cha- What's the biggest challenge? Uh, we had uh, a huge legacy, as a lot of uh, uh, companies do, and we decided to do a complete rewrite, mm-hmm. and that's uh, a big uh, uh, bite to take. This is the worst thing. How many of you guys, your engineer sends you that Slack message saying, I really recommend we just do a full rewrite, and you're like, fuck off, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Six months <laughs> down the drain, right? right? Who's, who's just admit I'm Nathan, and this happened to me? Okay, Who actually yeah. said no? Raise your hand. Yeah. What'd you say? Who said no? But oh, who said for no. the longest time, I said it, no. We're not going coming. to rewrite. It's coming. If you raise your hand, it's coming. Trust me. Yeah. All right, so you're you're going to move to it. So, so we did it. Uh, our investors say, "What's going on? You don't innovate anymore because you know you're rewriting, rewriting, writing." But it's coming now. So yeah. So. Uh, and we do want to do all, all the cool stuff of continuous delivery, continuous integration. All that. So you guys learned from Alina yesterday, who came on stage. She was the one missing one half pants, pink. Amazing story. <laughs> uh, Nicholas and Alina got together. This was back in 2016. Yeah. was launched. 2016. Yeah. 2016. And you came on the podcast. It was a great story. Last we spoke was 2021, when you guys had broken about 16 million bucks of ARR. Where are we today? Uh, we closer to 30. Yeah. 30 million in ARR yeah. today. So that's great. So the things that I'd love to touch on over the next 15 minutes, there's sort of three of them. Um, one, I'm going to take advantage of because I know you're very open and transparent. But, you know, you were really smart in that you raised VC, but you took chips off the table. See, right. I, I don't mind if folks raise VC and the founders get rich while they're doing it. Right? That's like a nice combination. But it's really hard to um, navigate the storyline where the founders take secondary then a year later, the market crashes and you have to lay off half the team. So let's right. start there. I would say Johnny and Hoppen did this terribly. You're doing it in a much better way. How did you manage the storyline with the team? Uh, it was extremely challenging uh, because it was very uh, sudden. Um, we uh, So for background information, we, we, we raised $15 million, uh, in our A round. So we bootstrapped for four years. Then we raised 15 million in 2020, just after COVID. And then Tiger Global came in and say, we want to give you 33 million at an absurd valuation. That I thought was absurd, but, um, but they didn't. And so we took it. And that's when we did the secondary. So we had a lot of cash in the company and, and, uh, we invested and hired, including engineers to rebuild the, the system. And, so on. and um, we started 2022 on a good trajectory. So our growth was actually higher than planned. And um, we started hearing people talking about layoffs and things, but we were not affected. And I think this is weird, right? So we continued uh, investing. Mm-hmm. 
including in our company culture. So we, at the time, we had 250 people in 42 countries in 180 cities. And once a year, we get together. And of course, when we get together, it's a big deal, right? Because we, it's like the one time we, we meet in person. So in all fairness, we did something a bit extravagant. Um, What's the number? How much did you spend on the retreat altogether? Uh, more than a million. Okay. Extravagant. Yeah. And uh, with 250 people, right? Uh, Where was it? In the desert of Morocco. So we had like a... Were there uh, dancers and fire <laughs> and... <laughs> no, just cool music. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we did... Uh, uh, it looked like a Apocalypse Now. You know, we had like 50 SUVs taking all our teams and, and driving down to the desert and this dance growing. And it was just an unbelievable experience. Uh, except that uh, when we came back from the trip and we looked at our numbers and we talked to investors, then reality hit us. You know, like all these investors, we had lined up to do a CRM and started saying, you know, your numbers don't look as good. And, and literally our, our, our revenues, uh, especially uh, expansion and contraction, crashed in, within two months, so around that, that Morocco trip. Oh, you actually saw churn. You saw a real churn. Not so much churn, but contraction. So, so, so how much? Can you get Pre-Morocco, after Morocco? So pre-Morocco, we were t- typically uh, 20 to 30% above plan in, in organic expansion. Mm-hmm. And the month before, so around September, October, we starting below, uh, below plan. I see. And, and now, uh, candidly, we had 50% of plan. When you say plan, you say you have like 120% NDR target, and then you that's right, exactly. drop to something. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we, that's right. We have a, a plan for it. And we based on history. So our customers tend to stay with us, but they've cut their headcount, and as a result, there are fewer uh, uh, need for licenses, and we sell per seat. And so right now, it's affecting us very badly. Uh, you know, at renewal, we get contraction, and there's nothing you can do, right? You can't say, well, on that level, you cannot say, no, no, keep 100 licenses, even though you only have 20 salespeople. Uh, it, <laughs> it's just so it is. We're trying to keep our NDR up. Help us out. Exactly. Yeah. So what we do with that, we do cross-selling. So we switch our AM bonus entirely on cross-selling. They're no longer compensated on NR. They only compensate on cross-selling. And that's what we try to do at the renewal. Say, how about another team use TD Piper? Or about uh, uh, you use this other product that we have uh, launched and so on. So that, that we're actively uh, fighting the um, contraction with uh, cross-selling. Mm-hmm. So we have two. So but, but, but your question was different. Right? It was, how did we handle the, the layoffs? The layoff, so yep. we come back from Morocco. Everybody's excited. And then reality hit us in the face. And um, it was very obvious there, like you've extrapolated, that we, we, we had um, oversized the company. We had based it on, on you know... Uh, uh, more than 100% growth with uh, certain uh, assumptions on new logos, retention, and so on, and it was oversized. And then we thought, okay, um, do we gradually adapt, or do we just take uh, the assumption that it's going to last? And we did the latter. So we cut, we cut uh, a third of the company. So we went from 250 to 170. And Wait, sorry, we, just to be clear, you made the decision it was better to rip the bandaid off, do it all at once, or you're going to do that's it gradually? Right. The, latter, the former. Rip it. All at once. All at yeah, once. Yeah. Um, all at once. And it's, it's super hard because you just party in Morocco, you have a great time, you all say, we're all friends, we, all, we develop friendships, and then you come back and say, you know, you, you're my friend, but you're no longer in the company. So 
yeah. that what the Slack message said? <laughs> it's like, so the way we handled it uh, is um, we actually, um, first of all, did it very fast. Mm-hmm. So within the time we decided, uh, we decided on a weekend, I called the board and said, I think we need to do that. The board came in and said, yes, you're right. The board said, you should cut um, like 10 to 20 percent and, and said, we're going to not, we're not going to have a goal. We're going to look at the, who, who does what and assess that. And it turned out it was more than 30 percent. What was your net burn before the cuts per month? Do you know? Well, yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah. We were burning uh, one to two million a month. Net, bottom line. So net, one to two net, is, your net. bank was going down one to two million a month. And how much cash did you have from the bank? How much cash we had? Yeah. We, we were still in the, around the 20 million, right? So you, had, you still we, had we, sort of we, 20 yeah, months of runway. We were not, uh, we were not at, at, at the risk of... of but buying. it was still uncomfortable. You're going, we need to make a change. Well, you know, it's fast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two and two and two. And it was not a problem because I had... Um, 42, that's the number, VCs who had reached out to me to say, we want to do your C-round, we want to do your C-round, your C-round, right? So you, you have 20 million in the bank, you're earning 1 million, yeah. you have 42 VCs who want to do your C-round. You say, there's no problem, I raised 50 million. That was our plan, we'd raise 50 million, mm-hmm. right? And, or 50 or more. And, and they Wait, were, did you end up raising 50 million? No, we did not. Because oh. <laughs> so I'm usually on my data, and I did not So, so, so you, 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 it's, it's fascinating, right? You, you see this trajectory, um, of growth and the spending we have and these VCs coming. And then all of a sudden, things hit us. Mm-hmm. So by the time we talk to the VCs, then, then our numbers look really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because instead of uh, organic expansion, we had contraction. And instead of new logos, we had half of new logos. So all of a sudden, so the VCs come in and say, your numbers look very bad. I say, well, two months ago or three months ago, they looked amazing. This is dropped. So then the VC said, well, we're not going to either not invest or not going to give you that value. Did you have a signed term sheet? I did not have a signed term sheet. Okay. There was okay. discussions. And are there, are there discussions popping back up now or no? Yeah, that's funny. Now they're coming back to us. But, but, uh, but now we don't want to take any money, right? So what we did is that we... we, we well, we had a choice. We could have raised money at, at a very low... low uh, Challenging valuation and says well, not challenge. I mean, this is what I was trying to get to. Your last round was November of 2021, and I think it was a seven million dollar secondary on a six twenty five million post, right? That's right. A tiger came in in like two seconds. Take the money. Uh, it go. was another investor who priced it, but at six twenty five, yeah. And you're at thirty in ARR today. I mean, it would be so hard in today's market to defend a six hundred twenty five million valuation with thirty million in revenue. Although that looked like chump change about a year ago. So, That's right. So how do you course correct? I mean. That's exactly right. So, so uh, you, the VCs would not do that kind of valuation, and so we and it was a secondary, so it's not technically a down round, right? But but we didn't want to go at a lower valuation, so we said we cut cost, we go cash positive. That's what we do. So that's, and that's exact, what we've done. That's the focus now. Let's get to cash that's positive. We 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 there. So you wouldn't take a deal if a VC came to you right now and said, we'll give you $50 million on a $250 million pre, which would be about a 60% cut in your valuation. You'd say no to that deal just because it's a terrible storyline on the valuation. That's right. Interesting. It's not because it's a terrible story, because I don't care about story. I mean, it's fun to have stories together, but you know, that's yeah. not uh, we decide. Well, I'm a story guy, though. It's hard to put that in the market, right? Everyone will write a thing, no, no, oh, but it goes it, to the it, down it, round. It's very unhealthy, right? Yeah. It's doubly unhealthy. The first one is that... Uh, we'd raise 15 million, even though we can see that the company is oversized, right? And so that that it's healthier to say I, I, I need to. I'm not going to throw money. I'm going to adjust my my uh, my company uh, headcount and and spending. 
That's the first thing. And then a, a down run is always difficult for, for everybody. There's dilution, you know, triggers and so on. So, it, you know, we thought we, we can make it to turn back to cash positive, and that's what we did. I heard you, yeah. I was going to say, I heard you guys had an acquisition offer. Uh, why did you turn it down? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, he hasn't had any acquisition offers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If somebody, if somebody came to you and, and offered to buy the company all cash up front, but it was also a haircut to the valuation, could you sell for under $625 million today? Would I or could I? Could you? I, I think it's conceivable that somebody would give us 20x on our revenue. But would yes. the board block it? Because they want you to be way above that. No, but I tell you, uh, Alina and I, we do not want to sell. Well, I know, I know. So, so, I know. So the answer is, is it conceivable that we'd get an offer of 600 million? I think yes. So 20 run time is, is possible. We have a very strong position, strong brand, and so on. And our numbers are, are, are good. But it's not, not would you, it's could you. Uh, so I know you guys don't want to, but if you did, could, would the board block an acquisition no, offer? Block, I don't think. They wouldn't block an acquisition offer under the last round valuation. Well, um, that's correct. They don't have the rights. Those who came in as a very high valuation do not have the rights to block. I see. I see. So we, we, we could do it, but we, this is not our plan. Any questions for Nicholas? We've got four minutes left. Okay, Nina. I'm curious to know, where did you fund the workforce? Was it in Yeah, I repeat the question. The question is, where, where did he cut headcount? Sales, engineering? We decided to uh, keep almost all our R&D intact because we didn't want to jeopardize our future. Um, so we made only major adjustments, and we uh, cut across the board everywhere else. And the way we thought of it, uh, um, for soccer fans... Why do you look at me like that? No, no, because I'm going to take an analogy, and I wonder if you... Uh, so soccer fans, you've got to see the PSG, where they have Messi and Mbappé, and yet they lose, uh, you know, with all these superstars. So we thought the way we're going to do it is like a, a young team, not young in age, but in, 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 in seniority, people who are... Um, uh, so we moved to a lot of director level instead of having C-level. And, and we restructure, thinking of how is the dynamics going to work. And so we, we cut across all departments, but with a plan on how we were going to operate more efficiently, with possibly less senior paper on, on paper, but very motivated and very talented. Uh, so that's, that's how we did it. And I forgot to mention, so the way we handled it, the, the shock is that we, we had uh, six weeks during which all the company was focused on helping other, the people who had been laid off find a job. So we helped them on LinkedIn. I, I wrote uh, 70 recommendations. I took calls from reference. And we all said, look, we're going to help you find a job. And it worked well. Uh, people did find jobs very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a thing. Let's go over here on the end. So I'm going to be very precise. Uh, we did an engagement survey before Morocco, and we were at the 92% uh, satisfaction, with the average for uh, SaaS companies is 79%. What were some of the questions you asked in that pre-Morocco survey to gauge employee satisfaction? So it's satisfaction. done by this company called CultureAmp, who's actually your customer. Who? CultureAmp. Okay. They, they have a, a set of questions. I didn't invent hmm. them. They, okay. they, they, they have questions, and they use the same questions. As a result, uh, if they assess your company, they assess my company the same way, and they can benchmark I see. the same set of questions. So the average is, is 79%. We were at 92% uh, before Morocco. We redid it in January. We were at 75%. Hmm. So we're now a little bit below. So obviously, people are a bit traumatized, as I completely understand. Mm -hmm. You know, you see your friends leaving. 
but we're still within the range where the, the is still positive, and we um, 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 have the advantage of, of being very focused, and I think as the results come back this year, and it will come back up. What does Glassdoor say? That I'm an asshole? Yeah. It's hard to manage glass door. Uh, no, no, that's not true. I don't know what glass door say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. They'll, they'll know. I think, I, think, I think the reviews are good, but, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't, yeah. we don't pay much attention to that. Any other questions? Yeah, right in the middle. How long did it take to get to cash flow positive? Yeah, so, uh, so November, December, January, February. Oh, you're at cash flow positive today. Yeah, we got there. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were still working on it. No, 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 we there. Ah, so all the changes you made, you went from one to two million net burn to now you're cash flow positive. Oh wow, that's 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 hard. That's really freaking hard. Yeah, that's hard. It is hard. But that, that was the kind of the equation, right? We said we cut a lot. Can we make it happen? Yeah, but it, I mean, we work with so many folks via FounderPath, and I can't tell you how many founders in your exact same situation where the advice has been, you need to do this, and it still hasn't been done, and they're yeah. still burning 500 grand net burn a month, and we're like, you need to do it. Hurry up. Yeah, uh, and even our investors say, oh, look at uh, venture debt, uh, revenue debt, and I say, you know what? We used to bootstrap in the old days. It was a nice world with no yeah. debt. And we were just healthy. And so we uh, went very deliberately toward that path. Okay, so there we have it. From starting in 2016, running a company with his spouse. It's not an easy thing to do either. We're going from 2 million to 4 million to 11 million to 16 million in 2021, now to 30 million. But more importantly, burning a bunch a couple months ago, pre Morocco, post Morocco, now cash flow positive is very difficult. Last round seven on 625. Obviously, it's hard to get an evaluation. Nobody doesn't need it anymore because he's taking the Rajesh path. Profitability, long term, maybe the next Proficorn. We'll see. Guys, give it up for Nicholas from Chili Piper. Thank you. That was great. I appreciate it.